Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. I actually wanted to go directly to Raline Marks because, boy, oh boy, there is a lot to talk about. Raline Marks, a very good morning. Shavua Tov, how are you? Are you there? Let's try that again. I'm here. Now we can hear you. How are you? Shavua Tov. Wow, Shavua. You know, gee whiz, what a busy one. I thought we were going to have to start broadcasting last night. <laughs> yeah. So just so you know, Rolina and I, we always chat about what we're going to be talking about. And last night she said, you know what, maybe we better start now because there's so much to talk about. Let's start. Where do we start? Let's start with ICJ. Okay, so let's start with the ruling. And I know that South Af- the South African team and South African media are absolutely crowing. They think that this is a huge victory. Reports in the Sunday Times yesterday that now the next step is to proceed to the ICC, International Criminal Court. Um, is it a victory for South Africa, Howard? Well, it's so interesting because I- they, they, South Africa, of course, lauding it as a victory, which is fine. Everybody can, needs to feel good about themselves. Self-esteem is important. But, but was it a victory for South Africa? I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think that South Africa has the illusion of this great victory. But if, we, if you read the ruling, uh, yes, it said plausibility to, to see if there's genocide. But in, in all honesty, I think in any kind of war where there are reports and we know that they are unconfirmed and we know they cannot be independently verified, that there will be plausibility to investigate genocide. That, that is my take, and I could be wrong, and a million lawyers can can correct me if they, if they want to. But basically, what I took from the ruling is that we've been ordered to do much of the same, mm. ensure that there's no genocide, which we are, uh, uh, let in humanitarian aid, which we are, send reports to the UN Security Council, which I actually think is a good thing. I also do. I liked it, actually. That was the, I thought it was a very good idea, actually. And Israel should have been doing, should, I mean, it, there wasn't a facility to do it, but it's actually a, a fine idea. Yes, I don't think we have an issue with that. Mm. Um, and, and, and then, of course, the big one for me, which is calling for the immediate and unconditional release of the hostages. Now, um, I said on SABC, shouldn't like it terribly much, that South Africa, being a great friend of Hamas and Iran, this is the perfect opportunity for uh, South Africa to ensure that the other party complies with the ruling of the RTJ. Yes, I know they're not signatories, they're a non-state actor slash terrorist organization, but this was the courting, the, this was the ruling of the court. And if you're going to crow about court rulings, you might want to make yourself useful and uh, put some pressure on. But they didn't take too kindly mm, to my mm, mm. to my argument. So, so what is the uh, what is the the reaction in Israel? I mean, the, the Jerusalem Post headline I loved: uh, Israel bad mouth for 35 minutes and then wins. But what is the reaction? Is it still anger around? the fact that they had to appear rather than the result? Well, there is a lot of anger towards South Africa, a lot of anger. The uh, Prime Minister addressed it when he spoke uh, to the nation on Saturday, which was International Holocaust uh, Remembrance Day. He uh, He referred to the 
case of the ICJ has been taken by the new Nazis. There is a lot of anger towards the South African government. A lot of Israelis think we're South Africans utterly uh, hi hypocritical. Maybe you should start in your own backyard and then move, uh, proceed to your own continent before sticking your nose in into our affairs. And, and quite interestingly, I was on hold for a radio interview in South Africa over the weekend. And uh, while I was sitting on hold, they were taking in uh, callers. And the callers, many South Africans, not Jewish, say, what a complete waste of our money and our time. We don't have homes, we don't have water, we don't have electricity. And, and now deciding uh, with Iran, which I see South Africans are very, very concerned about mm -hmm. this uh, alliance with uh, Iran. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a, a, a concern. And uh, in fact, yesterday, last night, the chief rabbi in a um, in a in a video spoke about very very threw down the gauntlet. In fact to the ANC and said we know about, uh, you know, there's real investigations taking place into the links between Iran and the ANC and he referred to some court cases. It was, it, it, it was, quite, uh, it, it, it was quite real and uh, there is no doubt that, the, that this is going to be a focus. If I was Israel, uh, and 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 just to be clear, I feel like a child whose parents are fighting. And can you please? It's making me insecure. Uh, I don't like it when my parents fight. Uh, you know, we're living in South Africa. We are spiritually um, deeply connected to Israel, um, but uh, and we would love nothing more than the two countries. To work together and uh, for the betterment of, of all the people in both, but uh, but the reality is that I can't blame Israel for undertaking a very very focused campaign to 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 find corruption. Well, you can't blame it. I mean, first of all, I take from the chief rabbi's speech, which was magnificent, that this is not 1938, and today we fight back. And let me tell you something, we will fight back. And, and, uh, and I see every single Jewish person around the world proudly, Zionist, that we are fighting back and doing so with pride, with Zionist Jewish pride, and make no apologies for that. The, uh, the other thing mm. is that uh, South Africa has betrayed Jews in this in, in your country who fought apartheid magnificently, who paid a very very heavy price. Many of them tortured, uh, some dying in custody, to fight for the rights of all South Africans to be equal. And what a horrific horrific betrayal! Yeah, indeed. Let's talk about UNRWA. Uh, it was interesting. Oh, oh, it, so, so, so people firstly saying that, of course, Israel did it deliberately, but it, at a Friday after, but it didn't. UNRWA actually announced on Friday that they were suspending um, many of their employees. Well, first of all, a magnificent round of applause to Hillel Noya mm. and the team at UN Watch, and also to the Shabak and to the IDF for working to expose the fact that UNRWA staff um, uh, participated and celebrated 
in the 7th October attacks. Now we know we've been speaking for years and there can be no excuse from Guterres and others at the United Nations as well as countries that uh, UNRWA is just there to dispense aid. We, uh, we have been speaking for years about the excitement in their textbooks and we've had the proof since 2014 of the use of UNRWA facilities, schools and um, hospitals as weapon storage facilities and missile launchers. Mm. There is no excuse and now we have countries, and I see today Japan and Estonia joining the ranks of the other countries, and I expect more to follow to suspend aid to UNRWA. And yes, I see those saying, ooh, you know, what are we going to do about humanitarian aid? There are other channels to get the humanitarian aid out to Gaza. If in fact that aid is getting out to the people of Gaza, we saw earlier on in this war all the aid stashed in an UNRWA web. Um, warehouse, uh, people, you know, trying desperately to get in. And of course, these uh, infamous pictures and footage of Hamas terrorists hijacking those uh, aid trucks from uh, ordinary civilians who for several days have been chanted, um, you know, we want peace down with Hamas in, in, in the Gaza Strip. So uh, these are UNRWA's chickens coming home to roost. And uh, it's going to be fascinating moving forward. And we have the headlines this morning that an UNRWA worker took part in the kibbutz um, massacre and another helped kidnap a woman. These are very, very serious allegations. Mm, it's, uh, it's just unbelievable. And then there was the comment by uh, Gidon Saar that uh, Israel is working um, on a case to take to the International Court of Justice against Iran. Yes, so this was uh, Gidon Sa'ar and MK in our, in our government announcing yesterday that he is starting proceedings to take Iran to the International Court of Justice and specifically citing the genocidal uh, language of continuously calling on the state of Israel to be eliminated. Uh, we also heard from our president speaking yesterday uh, saying that the ICJ took his words and, and, and twisted them out of context. And you know, Howard, I was thinking over the weekend, if we're going to be using the allegations, I think, uh, and, and this is just my opinion, that there should be a counter charge laid at South Africa where you have former ministers, and we all know who you are, former Minister of Intelligence, uh, who openly celebrated the October the 7th massacre, calling it uh, magnificent, speaking about the glory of the guerrillas his words, who, who committed uh, these atrocities. We can also speak about uh, South African members uh, of a government. I'm thinking it's the public protector who has a lot to say that can be construed as in insightful, not to mention all the other calls uh, uh, from the river to the sea, which is recognized as a genocidal call. So, you mm -hmm. know, South Africa, you, it's easy to point the finger, but just remember those fingers can point straight back at you. Rolene Marks, thank you as always. 6.46, we'll catch Rolene uh, this afternoon and, of course, tomorrow morning at the same time.